diving into our next segment, we'd like to do a quick shout out to Alana Agnew from Agnew Litigation and HR for setting us up with our documents that we need to protect us as podcasters and making sure we're legally legit here at Just Drinks. Alana does a fixed fee for her work, including preparing legal documents for her business, including employment documents. So she's available on all socials and her website will be in the description box. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Just Drinks, the podcast. I'm Georgia, and today I'm joined with my good friends, Josh and Bree. And today we are going to be talking about climate change. Now, a big disclaimer out there, we are not experts in this field. Um, everything that we say is purely based off things that we've looked up on Google. And it's all based on our opinions. So please take this with a grain of salt and enjoy this discussion. So to start off with, let's talk about what is climate change. Google outlines climate change as the long-term alteration of temperature and typical weather patterns. Um, The cause of this is human activity, like burning fossil fuels, like natural gas, oil and coal. And burning these cause greenhouse gases where the gases trap the heat from the sun's rays inside the atmosphere, causing Earth's average temperature to rise. So something interestingly enough that I didn't know, this has actually been occurring for over 30 years, and there is data according to um the oh, what was the website i was looking on i, I was gonna say world health organization but that's not it <laughs> according to <laughs> the national Ge- geographic oh there you go website yeah. um there is data that shows that the earth is warming so i haven't given you guys much time to sort of plan for this podcast but brie what's what are your thoughts or opinions on climate change um look as you said uh, Google's been our best friend for this. I haven't even had a chance to Google anything. I just walked in the door. But I've seen Seaspiracy. I've seen some David Attenborough stuff. And I think it's clear it's definitely a problem. I just don't think there's enough um, talk about exactly what the problem is, not how it's starting, but why is rising temperatures by x amount so bad for us and especially when it is a long-term process like what you were saying it's kind of hard to see that physical change actually starting to kick in and how it's going to affect us and our grandchildren and Mm. so on and it's really interesting actually josh over to you before i keep talking oh yeah no i i don't know overly a lot about climate change but i think like everyone else you hear bits and pieces here and there both good and bad, both real and not, but I think we're all starting to agree and see that, yeah, it's a huge problem, we've got to fix it. Mm. And everyone's got such different opinions on climate change, and I know I've heard people, you know, say that climate change isn't a real thing. I personally believe that it is a real thing, that's my own personal beliefs, and everyone's entitled to their own beliefs, but there's a lot of, yeah, is it real, is it not real, which yeah. is really interesting to me. I think the thing I want to know and I'm super interested in is what makes people keep putting their foot down saying it's not real? Yeah, I'd like to know that as well. I think fear might be something that comes into it, especially when you Mm. start talking about, Mm. well, this is going to affect your children and your grandchildren. I think that's when people put the personal kind of element in and they go, well, I haven't done this, so it's not Mm. my fault, it's not real. 
But then again, it can also be a lot of people don't trust the government and science and... I think, especially lately, it seems to be (laughs) really clear that people don't trust experts uh, when they start talking. Yes. And people would rather trust a comforting voice that just sounds like everything's all good and groovy rather than, oh, maybe there's some things we need to change and work on. It's so true. And it's often easy for... I feel like a lot of blame is placed with climate change. A lot of blame is placed on the older generations um, and for them to sort of take responsibility. But I'd like what you say. I think that fear and also probably a bit of denial. Mm. Um, it's interesting. Climate change for me was a huge thing maybe a few years ago, maybe one or two years ago. And I remember I would post a lot of things on my social media. I don't know if you remember that. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was very hugely advocating for you know like there was a period of time where i was a vegetarian i was vegan i went through a lot of different I stages did a lot of beach cleanups i know you did that yeah i've done a bit of work with sea shepherd um which i think is fantastic i need to get back into that i've mm. been a bit lazy to be honest there um but for i got something um and they refer to it as um anxiety about climate change mm. and it's it's really common for people in our generation to feel the pressure of this climate change that's been occurring since before we were even born and it's so much pressure on us to change the course of our climate yeah and it's a lot and it's no wonder why so many young people have so many mental health um concerns going on because there's so much pressure yeah so it's interesting for me because my anxiety got to a point where it was actually really bad and I needed to I almost put my walls up yeah and I went into a bit of denial and I thought okay well you know I can't do this because it's affecting me so much mentally I need to put my walls up and stop researching this stop looking into this so much because of the emotions that it brought up with me brought up for me I actually listened to a TED talk the other day and this um, lady was sort of talking about the anxiety around climate change for us young people um, and how we can just go into sort of a state of denial yeah she was saying you know feel your emotions about it and actually denial can be worse than climate change itself because you're shutting yourself down to understanding it, having knowledge about it and being proactive. Yeah. It's something that me, myself, I can't control. It's something that, you know, you yourself, you can't control. But there are little things that we can do yeah. to help climate change. So I find it so interesting you say that. I feel like I've been very, um, like detached from it and I watch these you know documentaries or listen to the podcasts about it or you know try and get some knowledge and for probably two days after it I go oh I'm gonna buy a bamboo toothbrush and you know I'll try even harder and all of that and then I just kind of go oh you know life kicks in and you go I gotta work gotta study gotta do whatever it is you got to do and you just kind of forget about it and go, oh, no one else seems to be caring. So. Yeah, why, why do I care so much? Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's a huge thing. I mean, it, you take yourself as an individual, right? Mm. And you go, <clears throat> shops is probably the biggest problem. Mm. You buy the most shit. 
that'll fuck the environment. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at all the plastics and whatnot. But you, you get to that shop, and all you're thinking about is, this is what I gotta get. This is what I gotta do for you know my daily stuff. Like whether yeah. that be little plastic bags or Glad wrap to wrap your sandwiches. Whatever it is, mm. you just you go through the motions and you don't think about it. And there's so many products that are just you know they're not good. You know they're, they're yeah. just full of plastics. They take forever to decompose yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. So I think, but that that's a weird one though because you can't. You can't stop them from selling those, but I think we can all make an individual um, decision by not buying those. Yeah. But then again, you know, like you said, you go back to the routine. It's a Monday. you got to get your shopping done. You walk in, you get it done, you're out. You think, I'll get it next time, and then the next time, and the next time, and then it just overlaps. Yeah, so yeah I think for sure. That's a big problem. I think shopping, it's so interesting. It kind of, there's so many different world and I guess social issues that come around when you think about shopping even though none of us are ever going to stop it because you know you need to shop but also there's like a mental health side to shopping where people are like oh just shop it off you know have a have a Mm. have a little mental day for yourself and go buy a new dress or something um and then fast fashion right yeah where is your clothing made from where does it come from who makes it and I think the Rana Plaza disaster that happened Mm. in Bangladesh, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 2012 or 2013. And 1,100 people died when that collapsed. And, yeah, not many people seem to talk about it. And I don't know if that's not because it's not a Western country. And so, you know, Probably. it's kind of put to the back of our minds. Like, yeah. oh, not the brands I shop with. Yeah. Not, yeah. not them. And, like, since then, a lot of businesses have come out and gone, okay, well, we're raising the prices and we're going to make sure our supply chain is, you know, healthy and it's got care for its workers. But I think all of that kind of comes into it in that a lot of us who are engaging in shopping and all of that, we kind of just separate ourselves from it. Like, oh, no, nothing I'm doing is contributing to that. Yeah, Yeah, you really do. And I feel like that's similar with, um, climate change, we kind of separate ourselves and our own actions from it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Do you guys think there's many changes that have been made that you can see over your lifetime? I know there's one. I think personally. plastic bags is the plastic biggest bags. one and straws. Do you guys... Mm. Yes. But I didn't Straws realize... isn't a problem as much yeah, as we thought. Yeah, I didn't realise until I watched that, that seaspiracy yeah. thing. Fishnets. Fishing. Like... Yeah. I think if... I never realised how bad fishing had gotten. I think we, oh, we yeah. all knew about fishing how terrible. some countries definitely were crossing the line with it. I think everyone kind of knew about that, but no one really you know, thought about it. But then when that thing came out, it was just so, oh, it's everywhere. We're all fishing too much. And, you know... There's why too many people be, in the world. Why can't I just be the guys down at Redcliffe catch the fish know, and then? <laughs> because it's too much and it's too expensive and we wouldn't buy it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like you were saying before, Josh, these things, you know, wrapping your food in Glad Wrap, but then, you know, you buy beeswax wraps or mm. you buy something else and they're so much more expensive. They are. And we just can't. It's not feasible and it's not yeah. sustainable. I went through such a period of, of time where I bought everything um you know all the fancy stuff um and it's just it's not sustainable Mm. but for me it's been a lot more of not so much the fancy crap that I buy 
just reusing things as much as I can. Um, and, and sort of working out like at our house, we actually don't use any plastic. We don't, Mm. we don't buy cling wrap. And it's really funny to see people's, um, (laughs) is that surprising to you? A little bit. Yeah. That's what, not a bad thing. I think think it's really good. We just use a bunch of containers. Tupperware. Yeah, we use Tupperware. We use um, alfoil if you really need to. We use, we have... Um, Does alfoil, is that biodegradable or is it, like, is it bad or is it better? Like, I, I actually I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not plastic. Yeah, <laughs> but it's look, not plastic, if right? If they can use it in um, space, they can use it. <laughs> it's protection. It's protection. Um, yeah, I, I have a real thing against plastic. Yeah. My major thing is plastic. Um, so I refuse to buy plastic. Yeah. Obviously, I do to an extent because you buy things and they are made with plastic. But plastic in the, fir- the form of cling wrap and your sandwich wraps and that kind of stuff, I refuse to buy. Um yeah, and we have like a little kind of like a cap that goes over the top of like a plate or a bowl or something like that. Oh, it's I got know the elastic yeah, yeah, yeah. around it and it just yeah. folds over and it keeps it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, we just have use containers. Mm. That's so fair. That I think, um, cool. sorry, going back to this fishing thing, yeah, something yeah. just popped up in yeah. my mind. Um, when we were watching you know, the stuff about all the big boats and how they'd leave all of that crap in the mm. ocean. Seaspiracy. That's the movie. Um, Seaspiracy. Um, I couldn't help but think about, like, it's such a stupid example, but when we were younger and we'd go fishing with Dad and, you know, because you couldn't cast it to save your life unless he did it, but you wanted to be an adult so you'd try, and your line would get stuck on the rock and, you know... You just cut it, it up, yeah. and you just let it kind of float off, and yeah. you just think of yeah, all right. We did that probably what four times each a day when we were there, but then how many other people did that? So it's I don't know. It just kind of makes you think. Well, if that's how much we left behind, how much are these big boats actually leaving mm. behind each each time each day? Yeah, it's really overwhelming to think it about. Is. Like, like a big way to be look at it is. Look at yourself and all the shit that you use and plastic you use. Yeah. And just think about that. And then just think about 20 other people doing the same thing. And then 40 other people. Mm, and, and then just get that number to go. It's a lot. Yeah. I know. It's a lot. Like, and that's why when people say, you know, the little things add up and they really, really do. Really do. Mm-hmm. I remember when that plastic um, bag ban happened at Coles and everyone was like, oh, you know, this isn't going to do anything. Mm. Well, it is. It, well, is. it, it makes I mean. a difference. It you know? really does make yeah. a difference. I haven't seen a plastic bag in years. See, I didn't understand the, the uproar about it, how people were like, how dare you make me pay for these bags? And well, it was new. Everyone's, everyone's oh, yeah. upset about change, yeah. but I think everyone's pretty good with it now. Now it's just, yeah. I feel like it's just so normal. Mm. Yeah, now it is. And I hope that we will get to that point. Yeah. But it's very much like, oh, you forgot your bag? Sucks to be you. You're paying 20 cents or 50 yeah. cents. Or... Yeah. And it's almost like yeah. a bit of a penalty. Yeah. Is, yeah. I, I don't know. People I remember to take yeah, your bags. Yeah. Oh, I do. Slap For on sure. the wrist to myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember those 20 bags. 20 cents. That, or 15 cents. It yeah, adds up. It adds up, man. Oh, <laughs> For so. sure. For sure. But like just the, the funny thing was that actually the other day I was, um, I was seeing this thing about a plastic bag and um, this guy had a plastic bag from whenever... That was like five, ten years ago. And he framed it 
and he sold it for three hundred dollars. Oh it's wow. just a plastic bag. So think now. I want you to think about something that we still use today. Mm. Could be tiny. What yeah. do you think will be framed in twenty years that we'll never use again? A mask. I hope that won't happen. <laughs> they use them in hospitals all the time. Um, I don't know. To answer your question, I think I think money. Maybe in the form cash. of like coins and cash might be. That's fair with all the Bitcoin and yeah, all those things and like on. all the cards that we have at the moment. Cash has started becoming really um, a bit rare these days. Well, I know it's almost a pain in the ass when I have cash now. Oh, I don't like honest. it because you know you got to go to the ATM and put yeah. it in your bank. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is annoying. Maybe like petrol cars. Fossil fuel cars. Well, they, they think 20 years will be the cutoff for the last the last one bought. Yeah. So, hopefully. Yeah. Because that'll, that'll be a big win for sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Because cars produce so much fossil fuels. Yeah, it's the only problem ridiculous. is so do the electric batteries. How? For the car. And how did the, how did the uh, batteries produce fossil fuel? Oh, oh, God. Now I have to Google it. All the shit in the batteries. Don't say stuff you can't back up with evidence. <laughs> I know it's real. I just got to find How do you know it's real? Because I've heard it in a podcast. <laughs> just because what people say in podcasts doesn't mean it's Can real. you guys both just say from the podcast that I heard that I got this? No, um, what? see, I think because of where I'm working, I see a very different side of the electric vehicles. Um, to the point of now there's car parks going up in shopping centers and whatnot, where you park your car underneath these big, um, kind of like shade cloths and they're actually solar shade cloths uh, capturing the energy oh. and you plug your car in and it will charge your I car. I love that. That's so cool. It's incredible. Oh. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, where can you actually charge your car? And eventually it's going to be everywhere yeah it's going to be more you mainstream you can use your own house as well if yeah. you have solar energy and a battery it doesn't even need to be a tesla battery so oh exactly yeah exactly i think getting there and yeah making the um the cars making like the process of making things yeah and making it more mainstream um will take time and energy and money but i think once we sort of get there it will be better mm-hmm. yeah and i think that circles around to fear that people have and mm-hmm. that they're scared of change definitely just like when it used to be a horse and carriage when they first yeah. came out with a car they would have been like yeah. absolutely not yeah, yeah exactly so to wrap things up we i don't want to leave this podcast and have it all doom and gloom because it, there is a lot of a lot of, a lot of positive signs <laughs> for the future um, so things that we can do in our day to day to reduce the impact on climate change for our future, for our kids, mm. um, reduce meat consumption. Now we eat meat way too frequently than the, the human body can. <laughs> Josh is shaking his head. Right. <laughs> Josh can't sorry, but no, but I'm not telling you to give up meat. No, no, I'm, I'm, just, saying, I'm just saying reduce saying. Yeah. meat because yeah. the amount of water and energy it takes to produce meat is just a lot. And humans aren't actually designed to eat as much meat as we do. Like, you know, in our population, we're eating meat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it's just a lot. Second thing you can do is you can avoid fast fashion. So buying from your local op shops is a fantastic way to reduce climate change. Um, And I mean, fast fashion in itself is a whole other issue. 
Um, reuse, don't just recycle things as much as you can reuse around your home. Use your social media platform to um, educate others, to share awareness, um, reduce water waste and energy waste, turn up your lights, don't chow for too long. That's a big one. Yes, I've really been watching my showering lately um, because it's just so much water is wasted. I know someone who used to keep like a bucket in their shower and it collected some water and they would water their plants with that. That's pretty cool. Which is a really cool idea, yeah. Do you guys remember years ago when they started putting shower timers yeah. in cereal boxes? So you only had a four yeah, and four no, 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 used to. So we used oh, to we used I to think that that's when we were in a, like a drought. We were, it was yeah. 2000. Yeah, it was like. But what's no. that all that up to, Miss Georgia? <laughs> no, plastic. Um, Climate change. I think I'm just going to circle back Long to shells. the first. Point. Oh yeah. <laughs> back to the first point you made, Gia. Um, I actually heard this fact from. It was a comedy stand-up special, actually, and he was making a joke about how vegans seem to always use the wrong facts when they're telling people to be vegans. And I'd like to say I eat a lot of meat. I really like meat. I do too. I eat bacon every day. But anyway, um, I did hear this fact and it kind of scared me into thinking maybe I shouldn't have meat more than, you know, that one time a day. I still do. But I think about it this time. Um, Anyway, the fact is it takes 1,847 gallons of water to produce one pound of beef, 718 gallons to produce one pound of pork, and 518 gallons to produce one pound of chicken. In comparison, it takes 34 gallons to produce a pound pound of broccoli and 26 gallons to produce a pound of tomatoes. Um, just as a like comparison for how much water it actually does take. And I found that quite interesting, actually. Mm, it is really interesting. And look, I'm not saying don't eat meat. I'm a firm believer that humans need meat in their diet. Yeah, it keeps you strong. But it's strong. just the amount. <laughs> okay. All right, I don't know if that's... Yeah, Vegan okay. tough. <laughs> okay, all right. That's a, that's a topic for another um, episode. But, you know, just the amount that you use it. So, yeah. Mm. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that you tune in next time and we hope that you have found something really valuable. Yeah. Boom, climate change real. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.